Well, hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 10 of the Selah Leaders Podcast. Man, it is amazing. The fact that we've gone 10 episodes, um, that's huge. Big accomplishment, right? My ADHD normally doesn't get me past six, <laughs> and so we're at 10 episodes in, and uh, man, I'm so excited that you're joining us today. I don't know where you're watching from, but we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. We'd love to meet you and hear what God's doing in your life through this podcast. So be sure to drop a comment, share this with a friend, send us an email. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can send it to info at saylawleaders.com. Uh, would love to learn about what God's doing in your life through the podcast. I'm excited about today. I've got my friend Darren Zook in the house. What's up, man? Not much. How are you? I mean, it's been, uh, man, it is crazy to think that it's been 10 episodes already. And, uh, you know, we're, we're continuing to drop these little nuggets of wisdom every single episode. But I think one of the things that's that's just been so cool for me is is being able to do this with you, being able to uh, explore some some new territory, um, but also take a lot of the principles that you know I've heard from you over the course of the last oh, wow we're looking at almost four years now um, something like that and uh, you know but just being able to hear a lot of those and and take those and and take them to to the world you know yeah. take them to everybody it's been really cool and I'm excited about today because. Darren's not just our podcast guide, which we've said, like, hey, we want somebody to help steer the conversation, yeah. and that's what a guide does. He's our podcast guest today, so he's going to be more involved in the conversation than than normal, and I'm really excited about that because today we're talking about what it looks like to be a bivocational ministry leader. And so if you're not familiar with what a bivocational leader is, it's somebody who uh, serves in uh, another vocation other than ministry while also doing ministry. And here's what we believe. If you're a leader and you are a, a child of God, you have said yes to Jesus, he has saved you and redeemed you, you should be a bivocational ministry leader. Yeah. There's not just a few people who are called to do ministry. Every single believer is called to do ministry. Every single believer is called to be connected to a local body of believers right. to serve their church, to impact heaven and bankrupt hell. Yep. And so if that's the case, we're going to have to have some a different set of rhythms right. than people who just vocationally work for the church, meaning their primary source of income is to work through or work for uh, a specific church. And when you do that, you do have more hours that you allot to ministry and things like that because that's what you do. When you wake up in the morning, you go to the church office, and, and that's the thing. But for a lot of people, that's not the case. And I think one thing we've seen over the years is when people feel called to serve the church, to do ministry, but also know that, financially they cannot leave their vocational role right how do you balance that how in balance is a terrible word you if if you know me for any amount of time you'll know i hate the word balance because it's a myth (laughs) there is never there's never a balance some things are not a problem to be solved they're a tension to be managed and so i think bivocational ministry is that and so if you're watching this uh today and you are a bivocational leader uh, we're going to give you some practical stuff give you some encouragement Uh, but maybe you're a pastor of a church right now 
who doesn't know or can't afford to hire your next staff member, um, bivocational ministry is the route. Yeah. Period. Like we, we don't hire that many people at our organization because we cap salaries at a certain percentage of our budget to make sure that we never uh, spend too much money paying people for what should be done through God's people. That's That's what Ephesians 4 is, equip the saints for ministry. And so, um, so bivocational leaders, like, I don't foresee any time in the near future us not having a leadership table primarily comprised of bivocational leaders. So, Darren, tell us about your role. What do you do other than set up podcast stuff (laughs) and things like that? Yeah, so um, for the last, I'm looking at probably 19 and a half, almost 20 years, uh, I've worked in the IT field. I've worked in information technology. Um, and, uh, it's been, it's been a good career. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I've always had, you know, a knack for just figuring things out, you know, especially on the technical side of things. And, and so, um, you know, for me, uh, I worked, um, you know, in various different roles as a system engineer and, um, as a solutions engineer where I was then selling, you know, putting together and selling different it solutions for companies. And then, um, yeah, ended up, you know, now working for, you know, an enterprise software company. And, uh, you know, it, it's been good. Uh, I, I did some sales work. I did some uh, competitive work. And then now I'm doing some marketing work. And so there's a little bit of, of everything in that. And, yeah. and uh, it's, you know, there, it comes with different challenges every day. But I think it also obviously has a lot of life principles that you can pull into into ministry as well. Um, and then in addition to that, my, my ministry role um, is I get to serve as the worship director um, at Propel. Um, and so uh, that, you know, encompasses uh, leading an incredible team of people um, who want to serve Jesus and, and want to serve it, serve Jesus through the local church. Yeah. And so, um, you know, leading all things worship and production and uh, have dabbled in a lot of creative stuff as well. So it's been a lot of fun, um, but, you know, it keeps me busy at the same time. And I've got a family of, of three, you know, that, that I'm supporting uh, through my vocation. Um, yeah. But then I also that also partner with me in ministry um, at Propel too. Yeah. Well, and when we look at, you know, being a bivocational leader, I mean, you work, let's say Monday through Friday, eight to five. I mean, most of the time. Yeah. Cause some of your, you know, a lot of your stuff is based West coast, your East coast. Yep. So, you know, it can, uh, your day can sometimes start later yep. and also end later. Yes. Right. But, um, you do that, you serve in that capacity and then have the opportunity to serve at the church. And so I wanted to have a conversation with you today about what are some practicals mm-hmm. for bivocational ministry leaders? Yeah, I think um, it's really easy, I think, at times to be wrapped up in what you're doing um, and and lose sight of why you get to do it. Um, and I think, I think that's one of the things that for me, you know, I've served in churches growing up. You know, I grew up in South Central Pennsylvania. Um, and, uh, I, I've always had some sort of serving role in a church. I, I ran sound, um, I led worship. I did a lot of different things. Um, but one of the things that I think with bivocational ministry specifically is you have to recognize that, um, what you do, you know, from a work perspective, your, your actual vocation, it allows you to step into your purpose. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's one of the big things that can often be, 
uh, a misconception is it's like, oh man, I'm working toward, you know, being full-time in ministry. But what you lose sight of is what the, where God has you right now. So and he good. has you there for a purpose. And so, um, it, you know, again, work allows you to, to step into your purpose. And I think the other big thing is that it doesn't get in the way of it. Right. Um, and, and I think that's one of the things that's been hard for me at times, because from a priority perspective, you know, for, number one for me is God. Number two is my wife. Number three is my family. And then after that, it's hard because at times you want to say, oh, man, this is church. But the reality of it is, is that your vocation is providing for your church. I'm sorry, it's providing for your family and it's also allowing you to support your church. Yeah. And you're so, a generous giver. And so, <laughs> you know, like it does provide for the church as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and so I think I think that's one of the things is don't don't allow yourself to fall into the trap that the enemy wants to set yeah. and, and try to convince you that, oh man, your work is in the way of what you're doing. Because the reality of it is, is that if you're living and walking with Jesus, um, you are going to impact people in your workplace yeah. in the same way that you're impacting people from a platform or from a serving opportunity where you're greeting people at the door, no yeah. matter what it is, you have the opportunity to impact people for Jesus. And so be a light in your vocation. Don't be somebody that's just there to collect the paycheck and walk away. Yeah, man. It's, it's so good because I think if we're not careful, we do see it as something that stands in the way. Yeah. And when that happens, all it does is breed discontent yeah. and bitterness. And we're like, God, why won't you let me just do what I feel like you've called me to do? Yeah, that's and good. Why don't you just open these doors? And it's not getting in the way. That's right. I've found for me in... in in different seasons that oftentimes God will use things outside of my purpose Mm -hmm. to fund my purpose. Um, If you are desiring to get into ministry and you think it's going to be the best paycheck in your life, (laughs) you are significantly mistaken. Yeah. Um, There was a season in, in my life where, you know, our church was a 10th of my income. Mm. Because there was no way that it could it could sustain, yeah. you know, what my family needed. I've been a bivocational leader for a significant period of time, yeah. and I don't know that I would be considered a bivocational leader at this stage, uh, in the traditional sense. I yeah. don't have a nine to five. I'm a freelance guy, <laughs> um, whether it's graphic design work, creative stuff, yeah. business coaching. Um, and things like that. And, and, you know, some of it's hard to balance or navigate at times, but I think, you know, finding your why, what you shared there is so, so crucial because uh, Simon Sinek wrote the book, find your why. Uh, I love eight essentials of a catalyst leader Mm. by Brad Lominick, the chapter on vision. Phenomenal. Mm. Um, but you've got to have that why, because it's what keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The next thing too um, is invest in yourself, and I don't mean this just from the strictly the, the professional sense, because you know I've gone out, I've done the certifications, I've I've done all the things for my vocation that um, you know that I feel like, hey, I'm investing in myself. But the reality of it is, is that you know ultimately the way to truly invest in myself is to spend and be intentional in my time with Jesus. And so um, that that is definitely it should be my number one probably. But it, I mean, it's the second point I have here. Um, I think the biggest thing there is, is it's like 
one of the things that I recognize, especially in those moments where I'm like, I'm exhausted, you know, I just feel like I need rest is that I'm not spending enough time as I go through my day with Jesus. I spend quiet time with him every single morning. I spend the first hour of my day, usually in the word, uh, spending time in prayer. And I think one of the, one of the biggest things for me that I recognize as I go throughout my day is it's not, it doesn't stay consistent. I generally will have one nugget of truth that I'll hold on to. But then in those moments of frustration, in those moments of exhaustion where I'm just, you know, you're just uh, like you, you, you have a bad call or something like that. Yeah. And, and you're not leaning into Jesus in those moments as you go through your day. And so one of the things that I've tried to do more of is when I get to that point, I spend more time in his word. You know, I, yeah. I open the Bible back up and I'm spending more time in it because, you know, it's, you know, scripture is always very clear. Those that walk with Jesus abide mm-hmm. in, in him. I carry the heart of my father by spending more time with him. Yeah. And so that's the big thing there. And then, um, I think the other big thing too is, is, is lean into lead into the leaders around you, lean into that community of leaders. And, and obviously that comes with the church, but that also is um, a big part of even your, your professional you know, side of what you do, your vocation. Um, lean into those leaders to mentor you, to, to help you grow, because there are life lessons to take from the work world and, and pull that into your ministry. And so don't lose sight of that. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to when it comes to spiritual advice and comes to, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a really difficult situation or something that I'm contending with, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm generally coming to you. I'm coming to Pastor Matt. I'm coming to somebody who yeah. I'm looking for, you know, for spiritual advice from. Yeah, I think when we talk about investing in ourselves, one of the things that I read years ago from Psalm 23 was David said, like, my cup overflows. Mm. And a lot of times in leadership and in ministry, we spend a ton of time pouring out. But what if ministry was designed to only come from the place of overflow? Yeah, that's good. If all you do, if if all people catch is the overflow of your relationship, you never have to worry about being empty. That's right. But a lot of times we just pour out and never pour in. We yeah. never let God we don't let him fill us much less overflow us and so that's kind of the way that my goal is not to let my tank get this is not a car my goal is not to get to like below a quarter of a tank and then go I should probably do something about that my goal is to live full and then everything I do flows from that position and place and so when you prioritize those things it is an investment into yourself it's stuff that is going to reap a good harvest it's going to bring blessing and fruition but you've got to prioritize it you've got to make time for it and if you are a bivocational leader there has never been uh, a more important thing for you to do than to have a calendar Mm. that doesn't work that you don't work for your calendar your calendar works for you that's right leverage the time you have yeah utilize it you spend you know the first hour in the morning with jesus that's amazing yeah you know you're more saved than i am (laughs) and so it's 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 not always easy i will say that but i'm i'm generally somebody who i am a morning person and so, you know, generally my most productive time of my day is, is, you know, the first thing in the morning, it's somewhere between the hours of 
5:30 and and about 11:30, which is funny because 11:30 on the East Coast is when most of my most of my colleagues on the West Coast are starting. So, yeah. um, you know, but but at the same time like that is generally my most productive time of the day because I'm getting that intentional time to invest in myself. I'm getting that time to plan my calendar. And and you know, those that are in vocational ministry know when you're working a full-time job, it's really hard to control your own calendar because a lot of those appointments just pop into your calendar and you're like, okay, well, I got to attend it. I got to prioritize it. And sometimes they come at really inconvenient hours of the day. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that you have to, you have to be intentional about investing in yourself, be intentional about managing your calendar and, and managing your time. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do that, it makes such a big difference. Huge. Huge. What's the third thing you got for us? The third thing is is something that I would say is very much still a work in progress. And, and there's a few leaders in our church that um, will will definitely smile when I say this, but making rest a priority. Um, Amen. Because this is, this is something that when you're in bivocational ministry, this is probably the hardest one mm-hmm. uh, to master. And, and I am still very much a work in progress. And um, I've got I've got some of the battle scars to show for it, you know, over the course of the, the last uh, couple of months. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things we have to we have to remind ourselves here is you do have to set some boundaries. You, you have to recognize, especially, you know, with my work schedule, I try to make sure that I'm able to, you know, to sign off somewhere between five and six most nights, you know. Yeah. There's always occasional meetings that crop up. Um, you know, we do a lot of stuff that's worldwide. So sometimes I've got to, um, I've got to jump on a call at, you know, 1030 or 11 o'clock at night to, you know, uh, be, you know, present for those that are on the other side of the world. Um, those things are going to happen, but you still have to set some boundaries. You still have to make sure that you are um, protecting your time, protecting your time with your family as well as, you know, protecting that time that you do have to, to serve Jesus and the other capacities that he's called you to. Um, and so that's, that's the big thing. And I will say too, the other big thing that I think has been helpful with this for me, um, especially on the work side has been blocking my calendar. Yeah. Um, setting that time aside, you know, especially at the end of the day, when I know I have appointments that are coming up for church, you know, where we record podcasts during the evening. Um, so, you know, I generally will block my calendar for that evening. So I know that things aren't going to pop up on my work calendar and it's like, Oh shoot, I have to attend that. Um, and so being, being intentional with blocking your calendar. Now that's all on the vocational side, but on the ministry side, there's still those things that you have to think about too. Um, one of the hardest things for me has been um, really being intentional about taking a Sabbath. Yeah. Because I get to, I, I mean, I work, you said it earlier, I work Monday through Friday. Most days I work eight to five, eight to six, you know, somewhere nine to six sometimes. But um, one of the things that I struggle with is, you know, when do I t- make time for the things that need my attention from a ministry perspective? Oftentimes it's weeknights. Um, but you know, Saturdays, you look at Saturdays and you're like, oh man, Saturday's a day that I can dedicate all of this time to doing things yeah. uh, for church. Um, but the reality of it is, is if I'm not taking that time and intentionally putting it aside on Saturday to rest, um, that's something that's not happening then. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I've really discovered about myself, and I've discovered this recently, is I need to be intentional about time away. And what I mean for that, what I mean by that is I can't be in my house. I work from home. Um, so if I'm in my house physically, 
I'm going to be preoccupied by ministry things, by work things, by by things that are not restful yeah. for my soul. Um, and so one of the things that I'm trying to be more intentional about is, you know, on the days that I'm blocking my calendar now for Sabbath, I want to actually get away. I want to I want to spend time outside of my house. Um, I love to I love to go up to the mountains. I've I've taken up a little bit of fly fishing. Come on, uh, thanks to some influences uh, within our leadership team. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think I think the big thing for me is is like I recognize that my house, you know, my home, especially my home office, it's it's a safe haven to some degree, but it also leads me to. It draws me back into thinking about ministry, to thinking about work things, to yeah. stressing over, you know, the things that we all deal with on a daily basis. And so getting away from here is actually going to allow me to rest um, more thoroughly than what I would be able to if I were, you know, again, sitting here at home. Yeah, man. I mean, that's amazing. I, I think it's so important for us to make rest a priority. We're not trying to be legalistic. We're trying to stay healthy. Yeah. And so however you've got to calendar that, prioritize that, put it out there so that it, it's there and ready, um, it makes a huge difference. And I think if you're a bivocational leader too, like one of the things to consider um, is your role in whatever organization you work for is really important. Yeah. There are roles that make bivocational ministry incredibly difficult. Um, ones that really don't allow you to communicate with people mm-hmm. any during the day. Yeah, we have multiple leaders on our team. You're, you know, a high level guy in your organization. Uh, another person on our team that is on our executive team runs a trucking company. Yep. Both of you have roles where we can communicate throughout the day now if i call you i tend to call you while you're in a zoom meeting right right? (laughs) and you just text me and say hey i'm in a meeting i'll call you back um and i know that right right there's no issue there yeah not being able to communicate with you at all would make it incredibly difficult yeah but because we're able to communicate as a bivocational leader you're gonna have to fight for communication yeah all the time you're gonna have to be consistent to be on it um but Look at what role some of you want to be more involved in the ministry, but you feel like you can't or you don't know what to do or how to do it or whatever. You're going to have to find that role that gives you high flexibility um, and some autonomy as well as pays your light bills. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Well, cool. Well, what's our question for the week? And then we'll land the plane. Yeah, so uh, every week we do leader submitted questions, and as always, drop these out there. Um, you can you can email us them uh, at info at uh, You can also drop them in the comment section of uh, on YouTube, or um, I don't know that we can submit comments yet through uh, any of the podcast platforms. That'd be cool, but uh, or at least questions. But if you figure out a way, we'll be monitoring them and trying to figure yeah. out where to get your your leader submitted questions from. You're the IT guy, so I have, That's no, fair. I have no clue. That's fair. All right, so this week's leader-submitted question comes from Brandon, and he asks, what are some tips you have for focus in busy seasons? One would, I mean, when you go into a busy season, which, clarity, you need to define what busy, what busy looks means, like. yeah. Yeah, because sometimes a busy season uh, 
sometimes turns into a campground. Yeah. Right. Where we're just always in busy seasons. And then at that point you need to assess whether or not this is just the pace of our organization. Mm. If it is and it's not unhealthy, that's fine. Yeah. Just quit lying to yourself that it's a busy season. For years I would I would tell my wife like, Oh, it's just a busy season and she was like, It's it's always this way. I was like, okay, then it's not a season. This is just our pace. Yeah. So we need to re reallocate some things and get acclimated to the pace that we run and we did that and it was fine um i think if you're going to be focused you you have to have a target yeah so the thing would be identify your target um figure out what only you can do Mm -hmm. and then build a team to make it happen and when you're in busy seasons there's never I, i don't think there's ever uh more of a crucial time to have clear deadlines and clear next steps for the meetings you have and the things that need to get done to make sure that uh, whatever you're focused on everybody is focused on yes like they were in complete alignment and we're moving forward in that direction so in those busy seasons my big thing is what's the target and then how are we not me how are we going to do this because a lot of times as a leader when you get really busy it's when you buckle your head down and you go how am i going to get this done yeah how are we going to get this done that language is so helpful as a leader because you are not in this alone that's right if you feel like you're in it alone you've got a follower if you don't have a follower you're not a leader that's right so if you've got followers, it's time to bring them in. Yeah, that's good. Time to give them some responsibilities and, and uh, let's build the kingdom together. Yeah, and I will say too, I mean, I know for me, um, I've been walking in a really busy season from a work perspective. It's probably been one of the most chaotic uh, seasons that, that we've had as we're getting ramping into our conference season and a lot of different things that are happening and there's a lot of announcements and things that are planning and uh, it just seems like there's deadline after deadline after deadline and they always feel like they stack up. Um, the one thing I would say from a vocational perspective too, um, especially vocational ministry is make sure you're leaning into the leaders that you've put into place around you too. Um, you know, you, you obviously have leaders above you who are there to support you, to help lift you up. But at the same time, you know, as you establish your team, you know, and I, I look to, you know, our team, especially, um, one of the big things there is, is just leaning into those leaders, you know, and, and allowing them, uh, to, to take up things that you know they may not have previously done and giving them those opportunities to see if there's something else that they want to pick up you know and take off your plate yeah. um, because that's that's exciting too because it's we're all about developing uh, leaders around us as well so this has been a really fun episode yeah. um, I've really enjoyed this and uh, you have any parting thoughts for us this week no I think um, I mean the the parting thought would be, bivocational ministry is the way of the future mm. i don't think it's the traditional uh model like when when i first uh when we were getting ready to plant the church eight years ago uh one of the organizations was like in order to plant a church healthy you have to plant as a bivocational pastor and it was really hard for me to wrap my head around what a part-time shepherd looked like yeah um but not having the pressure of the church being my sole source of income was so life-giving because I didn't have to stand on stage on Sunday when like the budget got tight or like when no money was coming in and be like, 
I realize if you guys don't give this weekend, I am not getting paid. Mm. I didn't have, I didn't get in that position. And so I think there's value in, uh, developing a set of skills that allow you to, uh, deliver products to the world that people can utilize that also offer you high flexibility. So I would also say, uh, last thought, Passive income is amazing, mm. and you need to figure out how to develop passive income in your life um, because it will uh, change the game when it comes to what you feel like you want to do in the future for high flexibility. Mm. That's good. So thanks so much for tuning in to episode number 10 of the Sale Leaders Podcast. Uh, we hope that you have an amazing day. Like, comment, subscribe, share with your friend, your grandma. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for checking out this month's episode of the Sale Out Leaders Podcast. Darren and I are so grateful that you chose to spend some time with us today to check it out. But do us a favor. Be sure to hit the like button, subscribe, comment, share it with a friend, family, or another leader in your life. It would truly make a huge difference. Yeah, and if you'd like more information, jump over to saleoutleaders.com.